Welcome to Plattress Please, the place for an emotional glow up. Today we're going to talk about letting go and living in your story. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the social media accounts. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Shamaya. It's like papaya except it's not. Today I'm going to talk about something that I've been putting off talking about for a really long time because I wanted to find the right way to frame it because it's a really complicated topic and we hear rhetoric floating around about it through the internet and just amongst friends and it can get really confusing and really unsettling for some people and can also be a really triggering subject. So today I'm going to talk about letting go and living in your story. So something that we tend to hear when it comes to situations where you've been slighted by someone, where you've been um, used, some of us have been abused and been in toxic situations or been manipulated by someone or bullied, etc. And we often hear the phrase forgive and forget or what some people say is forgive but don't forget and I just wanted to try and revisit this in a way that has been really helpful for me um the things that we do know about for about forgiveness on a psychological and emotional level is that when you let go quote quote as we understand it and I'll go into specifics about what that actually looks like and defining that um, when we let go, we tend to be lighter, we tend to be less stressed, we tend to carry less weight on our backs because nine times out of ten, the person who hurt us doesn't care while we're still sitting here angry or upset. And I know that it goes deeper than that because sometimes you have to really restructure your, for some of us, your entire perspective on relationships and what it means to love people. Um, but at a really basic level, it frees you up to do what you need to do to get the most fulfillment out of your life. I want to take a look at this at an angle where I think a lot of people could find it more useful than the things that I've seen or how I've seen people tackle this, at least online. So what does it mean to actually forgive someone? Or rather, what does it mean to let go of something? Because I do think that forgiveness puts more, makes it seem like it's all about the other person, whereas letting go is all about you and it's all about freeing yourself up and focusing on your health and your happiness i do think it's it has been useful at least for me to look at it from that perspective of it's about you it's about you being able to move on it's not about making excuses for the other person but it's literally about being able to wake up the next morning and show up with the heart ready to love and to be loved. Generally, people can't get there unless that part is removed, unless the other person is out of the equation entirely. Because it's not about them at all. A quote that I'd like to draw your attention to is one by Martin Luther King Jr. He said, he who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love. You hear like this in comparisons of forgiveness to love often but something that really zeroed it in for me was being able to define, first of all, what forgiveness is, what it means to let go, and why it's so hard for us to let go. Letting go doesn't require you to interact with that person who hurt you ever again. Letting go doesn't require you to give any sort of verbal signification. It means that when you interact with that person, you don't wish them harm, and you ultimately have focused on your betterment and your health instead of whether or not that person 
gets what's coming to them. Because if you're focusing on that, if you're focusing on revenge, then you're putting way more energy into that person than they are putting into you. And in that respect, they are, quote, winning. So now I'm going to talk about why it's so hard to let go. So it is particularly difficult to let go. And I heard this quote. I don't know where I heard it, but it really stuck with me. We have such a hard time letting go of situations where we are hurt by somebody else because we feel like holding on to that thing is in some way protecting us. We feel like if we hold on to that thing, if we hold on to that experience, then it will build some kind of shield over us emotionally so that we won't get hurt like that again. But all that does is prevent you from being able to feel anything fully. It doesn't only block out people from coming in, it blocks you from coming out and it blocks what you have to offer from radiating from you the way that it should. That cuts us off from the positive things that life has to offer and that cuts us off from relationships that could be healthy and from people who we could in fact help through our experience, through knowing what we know about what we've been through. And instead of continuing the cycle of being able to help somebody else with how you've been able to come out of your pain, you are stunting that process and that cycle. You are depriving the world of your testimony, if you will, of your story. And your story can help someone else and can give someone else strength, even if it doesn't give you strength yet. Something that I, that I found through doing this podcast and through this platform is that I gain more strength by telling my story, by telling someone else that I went through this through, through bullying, through traumatic experiences, that I was able to come out on the other side and still be able to to love and to be empathetic. And in that in that vein, what could be used for good, you are now locking up because of fear or because you are convinced that you blocking people out entirely is going to keep you from getting hurt. And honestly, I can tell you, I can tell you, baby girl, that doesn't work. All it does is, is perpetuate this this vicious cycle of depriving ourselves of the love that we deserve and depriving the world of everything that was put in us. Because it's also the fact that we refusing to let go of something or to let go of a past experience or past hurt, it's almost like we're trying to punish someone. And it, and it always went back to me. It always felt like I was punishing myself for certain things. If I didn't want to let go of something, or if I was like, I'm just going to be mad at this person because, because someone someone deserves to know that this happened someone deserves to know that my pain is real and yes your pain is real and it's valid but how are you utilizing it how are you utilizing that anger and that hurt what are you channeling it into you know are you are you sitting there foaming or you know continuously going through the scenario in your head are you doing what a lot of people do and creating scenarios where you have a you have a comeback on the spot and now you feel like you've won something really arbitrary. Choosing not to let go is also punishing yourself for what you didn't know. And I put this in a, a TikTok and in a reel on the Instagram, but the reason why it's so hard for us to forgive other people is because we have such difficult time forgiving ourselves for whatever we perceive we let happen. So, for example, if you've ever been bullied in grade school or just a long time ago, then you know that holding on to that 
is pointless because that bully is never going to hear your side. You know, that bully may have forgotten about what happened at this point. But it's like, why is that so easy for us to conceptualize rather than the thing that happened a week ago or a year ago? Why is that so easy for us to put into perspective? And it's because we know that the thing that happened that long ago has zero effect on the other person. Well, maybe not zero effect. Nothing fruitful is going to come out of that. So I was thinking about this aspect of forgiving ourselves and why that's so difficult. And it's because we think that by forgiving ourselves, we're giving ourselves, we're letting ourselves off the hook. It's like we, we want to hold someone accountable and the only person we can hold accountable is ourselves for letting, quote, quote, something like that happen. By continuously punishing ourselves, we're only deepening the wound and we're not allowing ourselves the compassion that is required to move forward. And that's the thing too is people don't understand how much compassion it is. That's another reason why I think people are really put off by the term forgiveness because, or like when they're told to forgive, because I think that we have a misconception about what that actually means. I think that we are used to associating forgiveness with empathy, but empathy actually requires work and is a very active thing, as I've, I've explained in earlier episodes. But if we look at it rather as compassion, because compassion allows itself to be separate from the other person's experience. So empathy is more like, I can be part of your experience and live inside of your experience and understand what you're going through. But compassion allows there to be a boundary there where you can look at the other person's perspective and be like, okay, that's what's going on over there and I see it and I acknowledge it but I also have my experience and my needs and my boundaries and that's what I think we should start associating forgiveness with and if you're not comfortable yet using the term forgiveness then that's why I like using the phrase let letting go I do really think that that is the disconnect that when people are told to forgive it's almost like this idea it's associated with this idea of giving space for the other person where it has nothing to do with the other person. It has everything to do with you giving space to be compassionate toward yourself. And I think that's what's one of the hardest things because we have to live with ourselves. We, we see ourselves in the morning. We see ourselves when we go to bed. We can't escape what's in here and what's in here. We can't, it's there all the time. And so if we are forced to look at that and accept that for what it is, that is the scariest thing. But we have to do it. That's the only way to move forward. And that's the only way to let go is to acknowledge, hey, I am human and I'm living in a world with other humans. And sometimes humans harm other humans. And maybe you're not at that point yet where you can say that and that's okay. I do think it takes time to get to that point where you are able to acknowledge people as humans. I know that sounds really strange, but when you've been hurt, when you've been, especially if you've been, you know, through narcissistic abuse, etc., it's, it's, it's hard to be like, that's another person. And it even feels like work. But here's the thing. If we stop it at compassion and not necessarily try to take on the weight of that other person's existence, because you don't have to do that. Compassion does not require that. That's why, that's why I say like, and maybe I should start saying this more and maybe I should even change my Instagram bio, but it's, it's less about empathy. It's less about putting yourself in someone else's shoes than it is about compassion. I would use the term 
or I would use the word compassion because empathy by itself can actually be anemic if you're the person who's constantly putting forth, who's comp constantly being empathetic towards someone else. You know, you're, you're constantly being the person to understand or to try to other, understand other people because if we're being honest, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of weight to carry around to constantly try to understand other people. If that is not channeled into something or there is no boundary there, then that can be really anemic and tear you down in the long run. And so I think that we need to be more responsible. I know I'm going on a tangent, but I think we need to be more responsible when referencing empathy, especially as it pertains to forgiveness. Because here's the thing too, forgiveness does not require empathy. It does not require you to, to understand the other person's perspective. You don't have to understand them at all, at all. It is all about your experience and it's all about validating what you've been through and knowing that humans are just going to be humans and knowing that you are better when you stop putting energy toward that thing. When you stop putting energy toward beating yourself up or trying to harm the other person as revenge. And some people I've seen take this to to amazing measures where if they've been through an abusive situation put efforts toward preventing situations like that from happening to other people or they start organizations they start entire nonprofits dedicated toward supporting people who have been through that same thing or speaking openly about their experience and speaking against rape culture or speaking against abuse and it's 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 amazing. It's amazing you can turn something so painful into something that can impact other people in such a powerful way. And that is a better use of your time. Seeing what you can do with this experience to help someone else or what you can do with this experience to help build yourself up, that is so much more worth your time and energy. I'm not gonna lie, it is hard. And I'm someone who I thought that I was someone who forgave very freely and for a long time I really was. But I realized that sometimes you you reach your limit. You reach your limit at a certain point and you're like, okay, I'm through. I'm through. <laughs> that's, a, that's another instance where you kind of have to look at yourself and be like, have I been utilizing empathy in a way that is anemic to me and to my needs and that in a way that is actually draining me? And the way to remedy that is shifting your focus toward compassion because it means that you're not just sitting here with everyone else's experiences in your lap. You're not just sitting here with, with the pressure of understanding everybody. And sometimes it just means you need to take more time for you and really analyze how you've been using your energy and if you've been giving more energy than you've been replenishing. And that's so important and that's why self-care and activism, self-care period, is so important. Um, as someone who's autistic, we tend to feel everything a lot more intensely, just everything. And that is draining. Sometimes I come home from work because I, I, work, I work with people and so I'm around people and I'm interacting and communicating and being attentive to people because that is my job. Um, sometimes after work, I'm so exhausted because I've just put forth so much energy and I've been so hyper vigilant for you know the past few hours. And sometimes you need to take those daily moments and be like, huh, okay, I just 
I just exerted a lot of energy. I was just in situations where I had to meet everyone's needs or meet a lot of pe people's different unique needs and now I need to meet my own. That is so important for anyone, whether you are neurodivergent or not. I like to think of using our past experiences, especially the painful experiences as stories because it allows us to put them into perspective. And I'm someone who does believe that there's a greater purpose, you might not, but I just think that it's so useful to look at things as parts of a story. You don't necessarily know how it's going to end, but you do have agency within that story. And it's also really important to know the story that you are telling yourself and to become very familiar with that so that if you do, if you do find yourself where you're like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Like, why did I, why did I, why did I let this happen? Or I'm so mad that this person did this. To have a baseline to go back to, to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not what happened. This is what happened. And here's something interesting that I learned about in therapy. You might be familiar with this notion, but people say that there is your truth, there's the other person's truth, and then there's the truth. Nine times out of 10, we never know what the truth is. Nine times out of 10, we will never know. And so that being said, your story becomes your compass. It becomes the thing that allows you to come out of those moments when those intrusive thoughts are creeping up or when you are reminded of the trauma or like what you should have done, quote, quote. And that story is what's gonna keep you grounded. The story that I like to craft in most instances is I made some mistakes, that person made some mistakes because we're human, not because we are broken, not because we are unlovable, but because we are human. And what I will do with this story is blank, blank, blank. Or this happens so that. And the so that to the next step is what gets, what gets you to channel that into something useful. Whatever that means to you, useful can be the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning. Useful can be the thing that helps you prepare your career forward and gives you the drive. Useful can be the thing that helps you heal other people who were in similar situations. Craft things in a story that is neutral, allowing yourself to still stay open emotionally to the good things that the world has to offer, to the love that's out there because the worst thing you can do is to punish yourself forever for something that someone else did. Now, I know I've been talking about forgiveness a lot, but now I'm going to shift into the frame of mind of letting go in general and creating the story that I just illustrated. When we go through traumatic events or when we experience loss, and I know a lot of people have experienced loss in this past year because you know, COVID-19 happened. And I know a lot of people joke about it and there's been a lot of, you know, comedians making fun of what's been going on because I know it is, is it, a, it is a way to deal with crisis and it is a way to approach grief. But a lot of people have really lost close family members and close friends this past year. I definitely understand that. I'm someone who, I lost my mom a couple of years ago and it still feels very strange to just, not have a mom it still feels very strange like like again like just a story like a story that's like not real that i'm reading somewhere um and something that i i really had to or actually for a lot of my life not not just when she passed but when she got sick even something that i didn't even recognize until i was just sitting thinking about it and thinking about 
you know, what it means to open one's heart when it has been bruised and when you've experienced loss and pain. Something that I realized was that ever since my mom got sick, ever since I found out and I was eight years old, around that age, I, I had created this narrative in my mind that there was no point in trying to connect with people because everybody was gonna die. And of course, like in a logical sense, you're like, well, yeah, everybody, everybody dies. Like that happens. That, those were the facts, right? But the narrative that I created was there's no point. There's no point in connecting with people because it, it's gonna be all for nothing. And I literally went through the next few years of my life just shutting myself off from people. One, because I also didn't have very strong social skills and I didn't understand why. And so that just kind of fed into me being like, oh, it's pointless, you know. And, and, it, and what I was actually doing was cutting myself off from connection because I was scared. And I understand that fear. I understand if you've lost someone, if you've been hurt by some by someone, I understand the inclination to just be like, mm, mm, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it, it's not worth it. But that's no way to live. That's no way to live, you know? We are, connection is what, what drives us, it's what makes us feel human. Whether you're connecting through art, whether you're connecting through touch, through words, it, it makes us human. You know, if we weren't supposed to connect, we'd be by ourselves. We would be, it would just be us. <laughs> like it would just be you on this planet. I just really hope, I, I really hope that people take that pain or take that loss, take a moment with it. We don't wanna brush those feelings away because those feelings are valid and to, to just try to ignore pain actually does more harm than good. We know that. But I would really hope that losing people does not taint your view of love or connection or relationships. It's beautiful. Relationships are beautiful, you know, platonic or romantic. And I think you owe it to yourself to give yourself a shot. I think you owe it to yourself to be open, be, be smart, be wise, but to be open. It, it's not fair, and I, I say this again, it is not fair to punish yourself for something having happened to you. This is such a hard, it's so hard, and I reiterate how, how difficult it is. It's very much easier said than done to just be like, all right, world, I'm ready for you. Let's do it. Like, it's not, it's not easy. But sometimes it's about faking it till you make it. Sometimes it's about, okay, I don't necessarily believe that I can't, I can't visualize it. I can't visualize myself in a healthy relationship yet, but I do know that it's possible. And if you can get from the point of logically knowing that it's possible to creating the narrative of what you want your future to look like, to creating this picture of what you want your future to look like, even if that just means you loving yourself. And that's the thing too, is being in a relationship, being loved by someone else, whether platonic or romantic, is not a reward. It is not a reward for being a good person, whatever that means. It's not a reward for doing internal work. The reward is loving yourself and existing as your fullest, most open, balanced, healthy self. That is the reward. That's it, that's all you need. If you can get to the point 
of that, which is, oh, it is so hard to get to that point. And a lot of us don't get there till we're in our like mid late forties. It's hard to get to the point where you're like, you know what, I just don't, I'm just gonna do me and I'm just gonna love myself regardless of what these people do or say. It is so hard to get to that point. But the sooner you get there, the more free you'll be and the less people's actions toward you will have an effect on you. Why we go through pain is to learn that people are going to be people, but you don't have to let it affect you. And sure, you're human, it's going to affect you to some degree, but you don't have to let it shape your view of life. And you certainly should not let it change who you are. Never give someone power to change who you are because that is not worth it. That's never worth it. It's so funny too, because I hear stories about people who were bullied in grade school or when they were younger, and then the bully turns around 20 years later and is like, I realized what I did and I'm sorry. That That's a rarity, that is a rarity. But I would only hope to be at the point, at that stage, to the point where that doesn't affect me. To the, where that person's apology does not affect me, doesn't affect how I view myself, doesn't affect what I do with my life, what I do with my time. And uh, a very good friend helped me get to <laughs> get to that realization. Um, I was kind of on the phone with her and I was just, I was upset about the way that someone had hurt me. And she was saying how you should never rely on anyone's apology to feel solid about yourself. Because odds are that apology is not going to come, you know? A lot of the time, people don't apologize. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Know the truth about yourself, know your truth. Because again, we will probably never know the truth and move forward in that. Now, when I say your truth, I know that this can be misconstrued by a lot of people. Talking about this notion, make up the story that you want to be the truth and then that's your truth. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there are facts. There's what you experience and then there's what that other person experiences. Back to, you know, not necessarily general loss, but if someone has harmed you. So that being said, yes, you do have your individual experiences but always stay true to the facts. Always stay true to what actually happened, what the concrete physical actions were. And don't allow your narrative to stray from that because then you start wandering into this land of being delusional and in denial. Because here's the thing too, is it is so easy for us to acknowledge how someone has hurt us, but I really would hope that people in therapy and just in life would really take time to think about the harm that we may have caused to other people. I feel like we very seldom think about that and we're always like, well, this person hurt me, like that's why I'm this way and like that's why this traumatized me. And yes, that is valid and those are valid things to discuss and to get to the bottom of, but we hurt other people too. No one walks through life not hurting anybody, nobody. That is an excused behavior, of course, but we need to just be honest about that in ourselves. And once we become honest about that, it becomes easier to let go. So all in all, I really want us to think about what kind of life we want. It's the end of the year and we're all making, well, some of us are making our New Year's resolutions, doing New Year's themes, etc. the whole lot, you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying? Do what you want, if that's your bag. But I really want us to think about and really visualize what kind of life do we want? 
because that will determine literally everything. Do we want the kind of life where someone can bring up our name and automatically feel warm? Do we want the kind of life, do we want to live the kind of life where someone brings up our name and they automatically feel, and people automatically feel nervous or salty or have a bunch of things to say about us. Not that we want to care about what people think, but more on the lines of what do we want to leave behind? What kind of world do we want to leave behind us? Who do you want to be? And I know we all feel like the hero in our story. And you know what, maybe we are. But we can be the villain in someone else's story. That might be hard to sit with, but it's the truth. To some people, we are going to be the villain. And some people are the villain in our story. Because it's not just your story in this world. It's your story next to somebody else's story next to somebody else's story. So who do you want to be at large? Do you want to be the villain? Do you want to be the person who cares for other people and makes room for other people's experiences and is kind? If you want to be that person, then your actions should line up with that. If you don't want to be that person, fine. If you just want to get through life, make your money, get to where you want to be, do you, fine. There's nothing that I can say, there's nothing that anyone can say to deter you from that, if that is your goal. If you want to actually leave something positive behind on this planet, then what you do should line up with that. And the only way you can do that is by getting rid of the things that are allowing anger to fester. Because at the end of the day, what you think, you feel, and all that comes out, even in ways that you don't think about, in, in little slight comments here and there, in you know, when you're tired and you're not thinking about what you're saying, in moments where you're stressed, all of that pain, all of that unresolved trauma, all of that refusal to let go comes out and can actually hurt people. A lot of the times when we hurt people, it is unintentional, but it's a result of the things that we did not let go. And if we do not let go, then we very well might be risking turning into the very people who hurt us from the beginning. So going into this new year, I just want to encourage you to be, to try and become more like the person who you see at the end of this. You deserve a shot at love. You deserve a life of accepting yourself in your own time. Thank you for listening to this episode slash watching. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Share this with your friends, your pals, your foes, and the people in between. Have a great new year, everybody, and stay weird. Bye!